The year is 1970. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. And this is My Marvelous Year. Variant cover. Welcome to My Marvelous Year Variant Cover. I'm Dave Busing, the founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. I am joined today by Zach Dean, my wonderful co-host, who I will not be insulting by comparing to any number of comics, Marvel Comics-related things that I know he despises. I mean, despises. List, list my credentials. I you will point out that I learned today that you don't know who Hammerhead is. And I'm going to call you on this because <laughs> because that's the point of the club, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm not going to say how dumb you are. I'm not going to say I can't <laughs> believe you don't know who Hammerhead is. I, the point of the club is to say that's it's the journey we're going on is to read through these things and discover new characters. So welcome, everyone, whether you know who Hammerhead is or not. Today, we're going to be recapping all the comics that we read in 1970, as well as our poll some listener feedback, and a few odds and ends, including character updates. Oh, yeah. For I'm excited Patreon about Patreon supporters that we have uh, ascribed characters to before. We've got, I think, is it two new characters and two updates, or is it one new yep. character? No, two, two new ones, two updates. Wait, so you, you were, you're saying I don't know who Hammerhead is? I actually, I, maybe I do. Does he have a flat head? Is he a Spider-Man guy with, like, a flat head? Like a- he is one of crazy jane's personalities in doom patrol oh okay i've never read a doom patrol issue so never mind no i'm i'm just um, messing with you that's a version of hammerhead yes the one you're describing is the marvel hammerhead he like kind of has like a tombstone vibe to him right? uh i would say tombstone has a hammerhead vibe okay to him, okay but okay. yes yeah so there are much worse like much more embarrassing admissions i could make about characters that i have no context for so like especially in the x-men world there are characters that uh, Cable, Bishop, and Jubilee. I've never read a single X-Men comic with them in it. And the only context I have for, like, Cable is Deadpool. Jubilee is seeing, like, you know, a various old X-Men cartoon, which I never really watched. And Bishop, I have nothing about. So, like, I know those are big names, and I have no context for them. I've said it before, um, and I'll say it again. I can't wait till we get to Age of Apocalypse. And that's what we're doing here in the My Marvelous Year Club. Oh, Apocalypse is another... I've never... I didn't know. I don't know who Apocalypse is or Mister Sinister. I've, these are names I've heard, but I don't. I've never read Carnage. Actually, I don't think I've ever read a Carnage comic. There's a. <laughs> you are describing the '90s Marvel comics yes, in a nutshell. No, so clearly, there's a '90s gap. Yeah, yeah. Ni- '90s and like early 2000s are probably the biggest gap. Probably from like '87 to 2005 is probably like I've read ten Marvel comics. Yeah, in that entire okay. era. Yeah, yeah. So that that's going to be like a whole. I I I specifically like I'm holding myself back from reading modern modern comics so that I can. Uh, oh, you know that's not true. I've read some stuff from like ninety eight, ninety nine, like the Marvel Knights era. Like I've read uh, Inhumans. I've read Daredevil from that time. Punisher. So you just stuff like so that. you just lied to our faces. Is what you're yeah. Saying. Sorry. Well, it yeah. was your list. I, I started reading your uh, you know best like 
25 runs to get caught up from 1998 to 2010 or whatever. And I think I read the first three on there. So, Where'd you find that list? Um, I think it's called completereadingorders.com, something like that. <laughs> yeah. You monster. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's get into uh, our Patreon poll. And that reminds me, thank you to our wonderful patrons. We just hit $400 on the Patreon which is great. Uh, it's it's kind of worked out that every time we've hit the $100 mark on something, we've had a new MCU movie to chat about and put a bonus episode out about. Yeah, to, it's, it's a weird things. coincidence of timing. It's really cool. It was like Spider-Verse for 100, Captain Marvel 2. Uh, Endgame 3. No, I don't think that was it. It was something. Was it uh, Angelita Battle Royale? God. Did I get that? No, no. Lolita Battle Angel. <laughs> Disgusting. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's not that far off, but man, I'm excited to see that movie again. Um, yeah, uh, it, yeah. Anyway, so we're gonna do that. But I'm, I mean, I'm getting so jazzed to get up to 500 bucks and start that ultimate show. I am as excited as Dave is worried. <laughs> yeah. So our, our 500 goal for those of you who haven't heard us talk about it before is we would start another podcast. Oh yeah. Um, it, it'd still be on my marvelous year. But we would start doing another recording session where we go through the entire Ultimate Universe uh, from 2000 to 2015, if not beyond. How can there be a beyond? We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- so that's the goal. So if we get there, uh, we're going to do that. And that means reading a lot of comics. And I don't, I'm, I, I'm pretty interested to like, there's a part of me that's pretty interested to reread the Ultimate Universe, you know, because it's. It's 20 years later since mm-hmm. it started, so a lot of it is going to feel different. And I, I think for a lot of you, it might be, it might frankly be more fun because there's a significantly more modern context to all this. Plus, there's yeah. like the MCU influence is off the charts. But anyway, oh yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I'm excited. Well, okay. So a couple things. It's going to be a Patreon exclusive podcast for a while. We haven't talked about how long, but eventually it will not be forever for sure. Yeah, yeah, not forever. But at first, it's going to be Patreon exclusive. Uh, it's also going to be much less often, like maybe monthly, m- maybe biweekly, but we're going to, we're going to record less often, but probably read more comics. So, um, just to, yeah, so it'll be, it'll be I daily people, and it'll be yeah, one issue, a one day, year a day. One, <laughs> I, I, I kind of like, there's a podcast format for that. There's some podcasts that release like three times a week, five minute episodes. And there are like really specific things you can do with that. That's interesting. Um, there's a there's a podcast I like Monster in my podcast where they go through monster manuals of uh, like role playing games D and D Shadowrun stuff like that sure and they just like one at a time joke around about like every entry in a monster manual three times a week for five minutes so it's just like a little bit of comedy three times a week I usually listen to them in batches okay but, uh, yeah it's a, it's a fun fun concept anyway okay so, we could we uh, could experiment with the non marathon oh I'm I kind of want yeah I, this is I mean. This is just you and I talking uh, about the network now, but that's Marvel what this Unlimited, is. Marvel Unlimited has that new feature since they just updated. Have you noticed this? Their their like shuffle roulette feature. I haven't used it yet. I think yeah, I've seen it. it it's hidden, so you have to tap the the Marvel Unlimited uh, icon in the upper left hand corner when you open up the app now. So they don't say anything, but then it draws five random comics, and I kind of want to start doing something with that, where like I read some random comic completely out of context and maybe maybe have some weird guests on i was thinking of uh lassoing my wife into doing that literally lassoing her to a chair and making her read well, i hope it's a rawhide comics comic a modern um, rawhide comic that can get that should give some response 
Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that that actually sounds pretty entertaining. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Marvel Unlimited, actually, two things. One, they updated their interface, and I, I think the navigation's actually a bit cleaner. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but definitely. I don't know if you've noticed this when you go into a series. And you then like, so if I'm looking at, let's say the Uncanny X-Men mm-hmm. and I click a comic because I'm yep. going to add Uncanny X-Men 65 to our list or whatever, yep. I click that and I look at the overview and then I click back. And it takes you back to the list. Not all back the way to, back to yes, the, the yes. full browse instead yeah, I, of the series. I wasn't sure if that was just like how it ran on my my specific I've been device. doing it on a Kindle uh, lately. So that's yeah, no, the device, that's, but that's it's the same super thing annoying. Yeah, I, I think there are some improvements, but that one's been driving me up a wall. And uh, also today, a reader pointed out on the Compact Herald Twitter that Uncanny X-Men, to bring up again, is missing a huge chunk of issues from 1963 to 1981. Like, they're just gone from the service. I've noticed now, that before a few times. Like, the stuff we read for the Golden Age disappeared for like a month. Yeah, I, and then, I have and then to think back. it's a glitch. Oh, yeah. Like, my, my assumption is it's for sure a glitch. Yeah. I do like the idea. We have Jonathan Hickman's House of X and Powers of X coming to current Marvel. Yeah. I love the idea that it's a power play where they're like, <laughs> these issues specifically do not matter. That would be so cool. Um, but I'm no, it wouldn't. confident that's not what that, that would be amazing. <laughs> no. It would be terrible for our club. But it would be- for, for 99% of people, it would just be frustrating. This it would it. OK, yes, <laughs> it's just for me. Fine. Yeah. I admit it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure they'll be back soon. Um, OK, let's get to the let's get to the poll. Our poll for this year was, what are you most looking forward to in the 1970s? And a little peek ahead, Dave and I uh, came back to this well for the poll of 72 and asked a very similar question for that. Just tweaked it a little bit. But uh, this gives us some interesting insight into what's coming up. Um, In last place, the return of Jack Kirby, which... Aww. I don't know. I've been like... It's hard to miss it. We've hardly been away. There's that. And then, I mean, I talked about this... Um, let me see. Did I write about this? Is either last extra issues or the one that's going to come out soon? And we talked about the, this in the last episode. But I feel like Jack Kirby left at just the right time. Like, do you get that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Before, I mean, I, I, I think I rather, agree. I would I think rather I him, him leave like on a high note and leave while he was still good before it just turned into like, all right, now here's some Jack Kirby. We're gonna fly, you know, we're, we're reading all this cool new innovative '70s stuff, and then. Going back to 65 with the Jack Kirby comic. Yeah, I mean, he gets out He gets out of Marvel, I think, honestly, at the right time. Maybe you can make a case for a little bit earlier, both like mm-hmm. on a, for, pers- for Kirby's own well-being level. Sure, as well as, too, yeah. as well as content, maybe, to a lesser degree. Um, but he gets out and then he does way more interesting things on the DC side. I don't know. You can, I'm interested in the case for like, yeah, but what if he had done New Gods for the Celestials or for the Inhumans and that mm-hmm. was a Marvel mm-hmm. thing? Like, would the Marvel Universe, it'd be such a different landscape because, let's say in 72, Kirby brings Darkseid to the Marvel Universe. Right. As is, you know? And then it's like, does Thanos even come into play? Right. Yeah, they're very similar. Totally. So, I mean, it's obviously influenced there. I think Jim Starlin's on record as saying, like, Thanos is, he's actually more influenced by um, the guy in a chair who's at Metron. Uh, and then the design is obviously influenced by Dark Side, but anyway, it'd be a totally different Marvel landscape. So I, I think you're right. There is sort of an interesting what if, like mm-hmm. what if Kirby's mm-hmm. new gods were in the Marvel universe? But um, I don't know. I kind of like where where we wound up actually. And yeah. I, you know, it's like it's hard to imagine the DC verse. And you know, it's like I'm not I'm not a 
then in Chicago, you have Cubs fans and Sox fans and like, you can only be one kind of thing, you know, yeah. the idea of like yeah, rooting yeah. for both is crazy. Um, Marvel and DC never feel that way to me. You know what I no, mean? Like I love I, both. I, I don't understand that. I mean, there's that weird rivalry, but like, that feels like, especially with the movies, but that feels like some weird, like uh proxy war for politics, you know, like there's this strange. Yeah. It's because there's there are elements of that. Definitely. You know, like DC's for, you know, right wing men and Marvels for the the soy boy lefties, kind of like, I, I, <laughs> which is an absurd breakdown. I know, I know the audiences you're talking about. Yeah, that I, I don't think that. I don't feel like that's true at all. No, I mean that that's how it gets framed. I mean that that also is how it gets framed for a lot of stupid stuff. Like Battle Angel got sucked into that where it was like talking about Lolita. Mar- yeah, okay. Battle Angel got like turned into the you know the, the counterpoint to like you know Captain Marvel SJW stuff, and it was like. See, we love a we love a movie with a female lead that's not bogged down in politics, and which stunk because Battle Angel's awesome. Uh, you don't yes. want it to be the the counterpoint for that. No, right? I don't want it to be some there. weird mascot for you know for some comicsgate kind of thing. Well, yeah, sure. Where I was going with that was um, yeah, I, I don't know. Where it's I hard to it. imagine the DC universe and like Superman and even like the anim- Think of the animated DC cartoons being as good without Darkseid. <laughs> you know, like and so anyway. It'd be a totally different uh, landscape. That's the influence of Kirby is like, he's probably more than anyone. Um, If you move him to publishers, like I guess if you, you could do the what if thing with Stan Lee, Mm -hmm. Um, but that also was not the poll question. So (laughs) (laughs) I've I've taken something and spun it out of control. Just wait till we get to moon boy. I mean, everyone's going to be kicking themselves when we read moon boy and realize how wrong they were. (laughs) Um, All right. Tied for uh, next to last place is the debut of 90s faves which we had blade punisher and ghost rider and i thought that might do a little better yeah horror comics tied with that yeah so um i haven't read blade or punisher yet but i've been reading some ghost rider and it is disappointing because it's like how do you how do you screw it up it's so cool he's he's on fire he's got a skull leather jackets motorcycles like it's so it's all the cut you know yeah fighting satan for his soul like all that concept is so cool metal and they just it's not that interesting. I think um, I'm on record as saying when we did our Marvelists guest pod way back yeah, when yeah, yeah, yeah. that Ghost Rider is, I guess I'll just say he's my least favorite Marvel character. Like the expectations and the fandom being where they're at mm-hmm. compared to how much I actually enjoy reading Ghost Rider. There's the biggest chasm for sure. Sure. There yeah. are a handful of Ghost Rider stories I like in general, never have been a fan. Um, so I, you have, I would you agree have Ghost Rider number one and number two as um as like bonus rounds on the list for 1973 i think and this morning i was reading through all your bonus rounds to see if you know there's anything that i actually wanted to put on the list yeah twist your arm into re-including and i read ghost rider kind of expecting like yeah i'm gonna make him put this back on and then i read two of them and i was like no he's right they're not that good like yeah it just it's not that interesting um but horror comics uh, we've been reading some horror comics, and I'm pretty excited because Tomb of Dracula is pretty good. So, like, I'm I'm excited to read more of that and to see Werewolf by Night, Adventures into Fear, Man Thing, all that stuff. So, I think those are going to surprise me. Yeah, than, it's, it surprised you know, me than you'd yeah. expect. Yeah. Um, let's see. Next up with four votes was martial art, martial arts comics. So we put Shang Chi, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage. Uh, this is what I would have voted for because this is the thing I'm least familiar with and the most intrigued by. Maybe not like. I expect to like it the most, but what I am interested by, because it's like, I don't know, it's such a physical thing. And how do you like, how do you convey 
interesting martial arts through like a 2d medium right you know how do you like get that across on the page and it that doesn't just seem like static punches and static kicks so i think that's a good question i also think there's like there's like a cult favorite aspect to master Mm -hmm. of kung fu Mm -hmm. that feels to me like a club that i've never been a part of but Mm -hmm. seems cool sure yeah yeah that is interesting to me like it seems like a lot of the like cool Marvel critics, people who get 70s comics when I hear them talk. <laughs> like they talk about Master of Kung Fu in these reverent tones. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I must be missing something there. So I, it's got that appeal for me, for sure. Yeah. So uh, second place, Steve Gerber, Weird Comics, which Howard the Duck, Man-Thing, Defenders. I'm uh, I'm excited about Man-Thing. I'm... What is carrying that to second place? Is it I the Defenders? Because it I, can't be Howard, as much as I love Howard yeah, the Duck. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it must be Defenders. People are excited about Defenders, and I'm, I'm a little mystified by it, because it's like, Marvel has not proven themselves on Team Comics yet. And, you know, Namor in the Hulk on a team? Like, I don't know what's interesting about that. It's like two hotheads with big egos yelling at each other. Like, I mean, Doctor Strange sounds a little interesting, having him be on a team, but... I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited about Man Thing and ambivalent about Howard the Duck. I guess. Like I'm. I have no expectations. Maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't. Who among us is not excited for Man Thing jokes? Yeah, I've already gotten some set up of uh, people. <laughs> people. They're people already sending in their to... gags. No, they're telling me they're expecting the big guns and the big man things. Yeah. Okay. Um, the number one choice was Jim Starlin's Cosmic Comics hmm. with 16 votes. Adam Warlock, Gamora, Drax, and Thanos. Which again. I'm a little mystified by, like, I don't know. Really? I mean, I they, they have name recognition. I'm just like... They have I huge have, name recognition. They do. I just have no uh, no faith that 70s comics are going to make sci-fi, like, hard sci-fi... No, no. Are going to make soft sci-fi like this interesting to me. Have you like, read I, these before? I, I mean, I read this list. Yeah, I read all through the 70s list two years ago, a year and a half ago, something like that. Oh, no. And I don't remember, I don't remember a single Steve Gerber comic, and I don't remember a single... Jim Starlin comic. I really okay. like the Thanos stuff from the the late eighties, early nineties, the Infinity mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Thanos Quest, those those two were some of my favorite comics ever. Yeah, in I Marvel. love Thanos Quest. But uh, besides that, like I don't know, I don't remember reading any of these, so that doesn't bode well for me. But I, I could okay. be surprised. Let me just jot down things we disagree on. I've got a big list on my wall here. Things oh, say- that we heavily disagree on. Number one, Stillman. Number two Secret is Wars. anticipation of 84 Secret Wars. Yep. Number three, potentially, 70s Starlin Cosmic Comics. I No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't like them. I'm saying that I... I can't believe you... Totally have. apathetic. <laughs> I, I'm very apathetic to well, it. Well, that's pretty bad, too, for, well, some, of the, only for some of because the best I, of the era. See, because I read them, and I don't remember a thing, and that's usually not a good sign, you know, so... I, well, see, I think uh, that gets overused as a criticism. No, honestly. no, that, that's that's true because there there are stuff that I've reread here that I liked. It's just uh, it didn't not stick just, out to me. I'm not saying time. just by you. A lot of people do that. Like, oh, I can't remember it. It must not have been good. It's like how much how much stuff do you remember beat for beat? You know, it's like I yeah, don't remember sure. what I had for lunch. Like this, <laughs> the expectation that I'm going to remember, you know, Captain Marvel number twenty six. Well, for like beat. I don't remember a lot of the specific stories of. 80s claremont x-men or new mutants like i don't remember the details but i just remember my enjoyment of them thinking oh man these were good you know so like that's the thing i i honestly like i remember that i read this whole list i couldn't tell you for sure that i've read howard the duck man thing defenders adam warlock like any of these characters i i don't remember them at all it's not just that's interesting yeah yeah i I guess that's actually a good way of pointing it is like the 
the memory of the emotional experience, yeah, yeah, or like for the sure. way it yeah. resonated, is definitely truer than can you remember the story. And then it's even higher; it's elevated even higher if I remember the specific story. You know, like sure. we, we've read a lot of Spider. You know, I've read a hundred issues of Spider Man now. I could tell you the plot of three of them that really stuck out. Right, stuck out. I just said okay. Um, it's your East Coast accent coming through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. Three Very of them that really elite. stood out because they really stood out. But I generally could say Spider Man's good. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So we'll get to it. I mean, I'll give them all a fair shake. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I'm excited to read them and talk about them. Even if I don't like them, I like reading them just to find out what I don't like about them. <laughs> no, I, I yeah. like. You can like what you like. I just, I'm surprised yeah. at how wrong you are. But okay, so cool. So that's the winner of the yeah. poll. Um, I think that let, let's move into uh, let's move into the email. We, we email singular we only got one this time good old Pete. Yeah, but good again old like Peter if Parsons. you do have questions as we're going through the my marvelous year club and again these can be these can be pretty out there they don't have to just be in regards to the previous year's list yeah um, and they don't have to be know, like a recap of what you feel yeah they can just be a short you know why didn't you like this what can you clarify this point you know did you think about it who's stronger dave or zach yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, stuff like I got, that, I did right? get declared definitively the big daddy in the Slack today. What? So, yeah, sorry. I gotta get in this Slack. There's dupe talk. People are spreading lies about the biggest of daddies. Yeah. <laughs> that, that cannot go on. I think I'd rather be called. Um, you, okay, you want a you wanna good uh, compromise here? You can be the big daddy I'm, if I'm, I can be the large papa. I like it when you call me large papa. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, no. I think I like large father. Large father or large papa? <laughs> Well, you give that some thought. Yeah. Um, you can write to us so. with your questions and, frankly, your nicknames, your dad-related nicknames, um, mymarvelousyear at gmail.com. Let's get into Peter's letter. All right. Peter writes, hey, Dave and Zach, brand new decade and everything is great so far. With the promise of exciting new titles, I can't wait to see what the next 10 years has to offer. Topping my list of things I'm excited to see is The Defenders. This line of offbeat characters includes some of my Silver Age favorites and a few I'm not familiar with, and I can't wait to see what happens when they get together. Yeah, uh, I know for a fact Peter is one of these people. He's reading all of Doctor Strange, so he's a big Doctor Strange fan. So, Love um, it. Love it. Yep. I'm also very excited to see Marvel Cosmic Universe fleshed out. The tastes we've gotten in Doctor Strange, Thor, and Fantastic Four have whetted my appetite, and I'm looking forward to seeing new writers flesh out the existing and expand into new territory. Thanos in particular is someone I found surprisingly compelling in the movies with far more depth than just sheer brutality, and I can't wait to read more about him. So basically, Peter and I have the exact opposite expectations. Like, I'm not excited about the Defenders, and I'm not excited about Marvel Cosmic, but I'm, I'm glad he is. Maybe he'll, he'll love I, them. I have to think most MMY club readers right now are pretty pumped for Thanos and Marvel Cosmic, yeah. and I, I would say you're not going to be disappointed. Really? I was um, going to say maybe we need but you to think like, you might be. temper expectations, because like Thanos of the 70s is not thanos of the 80s and 90s no right no he is very definitively not but it's the gap isn't that wide okay um i, I don't, I don't remember him until like 89 i think and that's There's when a lot he really stands out to me okay uh, okay no i get the here's the thing get those expectations sky high here's the so, thing <laughs> you can't miss if you have the highest expectations that's a good point nothing bad has ever come out of having completely unrealistic expectations in the comic book world that's right. Expect perfection and ye shall receive. All right. The letter continues. I'm also looking forward to seeing the X-Men return and evolve, pun intended, into something more familiar and less morally black and white. In particular, I'm looking forward to seeing Magneto, Magneto, Magneto and his story and motivations expanded on, especially his friendship with Professor X, 
Also, can't wait for the introduction of some favorite characters like Nightcrawler and Wolverine. And of course, I will continue to devour all of the amazing Spider-Man, which with its interesting cast of characters and villains, sorry, my cat snuck up behind me, uh, compelling personal <laughs> stories, overall good action, and the most successful integration of the hero's alter egos has consistently been the best comic so far. Spidey hasn't let us down yet, and he might be the only one so far, which um, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, he has been the most consistent, I think. I don't think Spider-Man has missed through 1970. No, definitely not. I am starting like there, to feel... Are there even two bad issues in a row? Like, no. I don't think there are. No. 72 is when I'm starting to feel like things are changing, and it's not bad by any means, but I feel like the... Uh, oh, but they're changing. Yeah. The shine is, shine is coming off the apple a little bit. I think Spidey... That's a phrase that I didn't just make up. The shine is coming off the apple. Yeah, did I make that up? It might be. Uh, I think that is a very common phrase. Okay, is it? In most schools. That's right, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Like all the apples on the teeth? Okay. Right. Uh, Continuing, based on that, I'm curious. Oh, wait. The thing I was going to say there is I think Spider-Man's consistency, it's like like an X graph with X-Men, I think appropriately. Like as X-Men takes off, Spider-Man becomes less and less essential, I think, is my big mm, picture, yeah, not even yeah, looking yeah, yeah. at the actual issues analysis. Like, I think those basically trade places as we yeah, get we'll to, like, s- We'll see if that, that holds true. But, yeah, I, I, I can see, like, it's still good. I'm still reading every issue, but there's something. I, th- I think it has to do with the art. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it in depth. Yeah. All right, continuing. Based on that, I'm curious what you think is the new title or character not on my radar that I should look forward to. And what are you each most looking forward to in the new decade? Okay. The title or character that you didn't mention that we should and most look we're forward to. to. Okay, I what's got, your what's I your got first? One. I got one. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Mm. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. I, I, You're I, all in. Are you trying to get me going on this? I'm. I was trying. Are you that. waiting? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hard. Zach's doing the wave in front of me right now. You guys can't see this. Pounding my fists on my knees. I've been yeah. I've been reading every issue of Luke Cage. I'm like twelve issues into the series, and mm-hmm. we only read one for the club, and I'm just bring them all and it's i think it's awesome like i am so on board with that series it's not quite spider-man levels for me but it's up hmm. there it's, it's the closest comic that reminds me of spider-man that's not spider-man because it's the most like on the street level uh comic that we have besides spider-man where it just feels like yeah like he's worrying about paying rent <laughs> you know yeah and, yeah and oh my god it's so good i love it i i also love like i mean i you have your opinions, that's fine, but I kind of like that we have something that we're split on in the opposite way. It's usually the other direction where I... Uh, I Well, you're talking gonna... specifically now about Luke Cage number one. Yes, yes, that's fair, yes. Which is we... coming, and we had very different opinions on yeah. in the, well, what was... is that, the 72 reading yeah, list? Yeah, the first first episode of 72, yeah, because I'm yeah. wild, I'm wild about Luke Cage, wild! And you're, <laughs> <laughs> and you're you know... Lukewarm. I'm not anti Luke. Like yeah. I am not anti Luke Cage at all. I yeah. love the character. I love the Heroes for Hire concept. I yeah. you'll hear our difference of opinion specifically on issue number one, but otherwise I think it's a very good pick. Yeah. Um I think other stuff from the seventies that you didn't mention, I think Man Thing surprised me probably more than anything when I read through this the first time. Um, my first thought was like Shang-Chi and Master of Kung Fu, but I actually think Man-Thing is the one that, Adventures into Fear in particular, that might surprise a lot of people how good it is. I think it's it's 
a very unique and interesting comic. And it sounds like it's just going to be this gag horror strip, you know, like yeah. how, how seriously can we take man thing, this apparent swamp thing ripoff. Um, but there's actually some really good comic book storytelling in there. I think it's Steve Gerber's, I don't know if it's his best seventies work, but it might be the one that if I had to pick and, and I'm a pretty big Howard, the duck fan, I might go adventures into fear. So hmm. make sure you I'm, keep I'm going to be covering like, let me see. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've got seven adventures into fear issues included in the between 72 and 73 for extra issues that we don't cover so i'm planning on covering like a lot of the man thing that we don't get to for the the club and we're covering yep. a decent amount for the club so yeah um, yeah I'm, I'm excited about it uh also black panther i'm so jazzed i mean this isn't oh rage of the panther i, I haven't read it yet but I'm, I'm so jazzed yeah rage of the panther that is i i'm really excited to read that again on a personal level actually yeah because i loved it so much the first time it blew me away um it gets heralded a lot as like the original graphic novel mm -hmm, for right. a number of reasons and i'm pretty interested to see if a second read if i feel the same way because a lot of my experience we talked about like you know just like remembering it fondly that's a top one for me yeah yeah, yeah. just being like blown away by the thing um but yeah that's a great pick as well i think as far as other stuff I want to read, um, Master of Kung Fu is pretty high up there because I have not read those before. Uh, oh, as yeah, well as like the weird, like as the defenders get weirder and weirder, like Steve Gerber starts writing them, I haven't read a lot of those either. So those are pretty high on my list. Hmm. Yeah, just Marvel's going to get weird starting in like 72. I think that's where like the whole thing flipped for me. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And then, uh, I mean, of course, I think it's 1970. Uh, where is it? When does Where's Alpha what? Flight start up? Alpha Flight does not start until Uncanny X-Men number... Oh, I'm going to guess 107, but that could be way off. Oh, they don't get their own series until John Byrne in the 80s. Oh, okay. Well, then that, that's what I'm excited for. My, my pick for the 1970s is the 1980s series of Alpha Flight. <laughs> <laughs> Great pick. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, wait, wait. Peter... I'm not done with his letter yet. Peter's letter finishes. Finally, I want to say how much I love the new features of the club, the ability to contribute to extra issues, and now the main reading list are great ads. Along with the My Marvelous Year supers, the Slack, and the My Marvelous Year playlist and Spotify, this has really grown into something that we aren't just reading along with, but are truly a part of. Here's to 10 more years of awesomeness. Thanks as always, Peter, aka The Colossal Chick Man. Dun dun dun. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, Peter. Peter. This is actually a good segue into announcing some of those things on the air. Uh, so yeah, we have some new Patreon features. At the $10 level on Patreon, uh, you can dictate an issue for me to add into extra issues. And if you want, you can write something about it to be put into extra issues. I thought that was a fun way of people being able to, you know, kind of... I'm always getting recommendations for stuff to add, and I can't add it all. But this way, you can kind of force me to add it. Um, <laughs> and speaking of forcing us to add something, uh, we have a very limited tier... So only uh, three spaces at the $40 level for someone to add a club, add a comic to the main reading club list. So, and just... this will be so there's a lot of caveats that I <laughs> yeah, need to yeah, add yeah. here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> this will this will live on yep. for, for readers of oh, the My a... Marvelous Year Club, which obviously extends to a lot of the Comic Book Herald faithful who are yep. not even a part. Maybe don't even know. Do they even know there's a My Marvelous Year Club, Zach? Do they even know it's Christmas? I don't know. God, what, um, a, what a what a bad song! <laughs> what a, yeah, not not my face. Not <laughs> no, a good I song. Just my head. <laughs> no, I, but, I uh, went the same way. I was about to start singing it. 
<laughs> so you can pick you can pick an issue to contribute. Now I I do want to be clear. If I don't like the issue you pick, I will spend the rest of this show talking about your No, 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 no. <laughs> though though we okay, will, fine, I mean no. if it if we don't like it, we're gonna say so. Like th- this is a comic to be added to the main list to be talked about on the show, just like any other comic. And you know, we're not gonna you know, we it doesn't we appreciate you backing us and, you know, picking a comic, but that doesn't mean we're gonna we're going to put the kid gloves on for you. So, you know. Yeah, I'm, no, and, I'll, and I'm actually pretty curious to see what people might pick. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be awesome. Like, if we get some real weirdos, not backing us, some weir- weirdo issues <laughs> added to the list. Like, I want yeah. some, some strange stuff that we would never touch. No, if you're hanging out with us, we assume you're already weird. That's a given. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but let's see the weird issues. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and the, the other thing is, uh, since we record a couple weeks ahead of time, if you want something to be recorded on the show, you might have to be ahead a couple weeks um, to catch up with us, or maybe we, you know, tack something from an earlier year on. Just to reach out, talk to us. You can send us an well, email. Or we'll, we'll figure a friendship with Kang is going to go a long way here. I think if you can find Doom's time platform, that's going to be advantageous yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. That's how we usually balance recording ahead of time and getting these things published. Um, but I, I, are there other examples in the Marvel Universe? Oh, like if you have uh, Immortus's Snapchat, I would recommend that as well. It really <laughs> helps. Um, just, just shoot him a quick snap. I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know Immortus? No, I don't think so. That's less surprising than Hammerhead. <laughs> I I, I kind of knew who Hammerhead is. I guessed it yeah. right. So, uh, yeah. So if you wanna you wanna check those out, go over to Patreon. And j- just so you know, like, just to make it clear, those tiers are like you can back us for one month. at Those tiers get your comic added, and then you know drop it back down again. So it's not you know we're not expecting anyone to consistently stay in those and add something month after month. You know it's fully expected that you know you you drop the the forty bucks. For the to add something to the main list once and then drop back down. And yeah, we're I didn't try... know this was a thing people did on Patreon. Oh yeah, but, yeah, totally. uh, but apparently but that, it's quite easy. Yeah, yeah, and that that's something we you know we expect. We, the same thing with our five dollar level to get access to the spreadsheet. You know, join up, get the f- join up, get access to the spreadsheet. You know, if you if you only can afford to do it once, so, um, we, we're not expecting. Do do what is right for you. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate any and all support and yeah, absolutely. just listening as always for sure. Um. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks again, Peter. Uh, with that, let's get into our heroes and villains of the My Marvelous Year shared universe. All right. Oh, and I, I gotta, I gotta shout out Christina's artwork again. So good. <laughs> She's doing so much, so much good work for uh, drawing, drawing a lot of these characters. So yeah, we got. So Zach yeah. and I do the the simple work of thinking up the characters, and Christina brings them to life. Absolutely on on the page, which has been really cool to see. Yeah. So I've got. I'm gonna start with my new one first yeah yeah go for it how about that all right so this is a new hero for kent barry warina and his hero's name is going to be it's a hero right oh we don't know supposed to be a villain (laughs) kent oh right right right. the one that i haven't heard from yet so that's the thing hopefully you're listening kent and not in a coma so let me let me make sure i got this right um Okay, I, ha- I had a couple ideas here, and I think what I'm going to have to do is just blend them over time. So yeah, let's, start... let, let's spitball, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to start with the, the main idea. Uh, his hero's name is the Silent Knight, N-I-G-H-T, and his power set uh-huh. is he can pull the sound out of any room, 
out of any space. It's much harder if you're outdoors because it's just a big, you know, it's easier if it's already contained to a room. Mm -hmm. But basically, he can make it so that suddenly, let's say you're sitting in a living room, it's four of you, you can't hear anyone. You can see people moving. Everyone is still capable of, of moving around normally and of, you know, making the motions of speech. But all the sound is gone. Here's the thing about the Silent Night. Okay. He hates silence. He hates it. It drives him <laughs> nuts. It drives him absolutely bonkers. So he always has headphones in and he's perpetually listening to, if not exactly, something very similar to the My Marvelous Year Spotify playlist. He loves <laughs> the the sounds that we've brought together like that. But the, the main idea here is he's always listening to music. Um, so is, is it, okay. Does he hate- Absorbing- no, but oh, go does, ahead. does he go hate ahead. silence because he's he doesn't like to be alone with his own thoughts? Or is it something else? He hates silence because of what it represents in his past, which mm-hmm. is to say his origin as Silent Night. He was experimented on by dark secret government agencies back in the Revolutionary War. <gasps> yeah, yeah. No, he was experimented on by the U.S. government. Uh, which was not yet a government in the Revolutionary War, which, oh, twist, is he from the 1700s? Not exactly. Absorbing sound Uh has made him somewhat immortal. So we know him in present day, but he has a history throughout American history that dates back to July 4th, 1776, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) That was the weirdest 30 seconds of my life listening to that. Um, Okay. Wait, I need a second to process this. So, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty simple backstory. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? Why is he 300 years old or 250 years old? Why? Why well, does time he... move forward, okay. Zach? You okay, tell okay, me. Okay, okay, okay. Um, okay, so he's from. Now, here's, he's the, from here's colonial the other thing. Maybe America. this will help you understand. Okay, yeah. Okay, go Okay. On. So, if you think back throughout history. Done. Done, right? Just thought of it. Uh, uh-huh. Let's say, like, for example, the JFK assassination. Could JFK's assassination have been prevented if JFK had heard all those people yell, get down? Possibly. He couldn't hear it. The sound was absorbed from the scene. The Silent Night has a long history in giant, important moments throughout America's time. And, uh, you know, of course, there are agencies, villains, that would want to conscript his powers. Now, we're calling him a hero. He is on the side of the government. But as we know from, for example, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh-huh. you know, morality can be blurred. Okay. So that is The Silent Night. Kent Barry Warina, thanks for your backing on Patreon. And we will hear more from him because I've got a weird twist coming. I didn't okay. use it yet. <laughs> okay, that was a good one. I mean, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm on board with this. But then making him from revolution colonial America... Very interesting. He does always wear a powdered wig. He has not given that up. <laughs> Did you just come up with that right now? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, okay, cool. The Silent Night. I hope Kent likes that. <laughs> uh, all right. So Justin Robinson is our next our next additional hero. Mm-hmm. He has, I don't know how I'm going to describe this. He has the uncanny ability to not not adapt, but to... To take whatever whatever training or whatever experiences that he puts his body through in a day and immediately kind of amplify those. Something that would normally take a normal person, you know, nine months, 15 months to, uh, you know, to build up muscle working out at the gym to 
you know, really, really get a good time uh, becoming a runner, run a marathon, be able to long distance run. Yeah. Get flexible doing yoga every day, something like that. He can do in a matter of hours. So he does one intense session at the gym. He's uh you know, he's a Schwarzenegger. He gets the Schwarzenegger physique. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. He, he, he spends a, you know, a session of hot yoga. He comes out being able to, you know, bend, bend, do a, a forward fold and, you know, tuck his, his head down beneath his knees. Right. Yeah, so, so he can master anything in a day. The, the, the caveat to that though, is after he goes to sleep for the night, he wakes up puny little normal, I don't even say puny, average body again in the morning. Mm, it only lasts for the day. Yeah, yeah. So he really can, he, there's only so many hours in the day. So, you know, at, at top tops, he can probably pick up two different skills. And and he doesn't become superhuman with these. He just becomes maybe the, the peak of human performance, right? So he, he goes okay. out for a, an intense jog and he becomes the Usain Bolt, you know, levels of performance. Right. right. Um, yeah, yeah, like that. So his his hero name is The Generalist. Which I know the is generalist. a little close to the back, the uh, backup generator. So it's like, yeah, yeah, backup generator. But I, I thought it was too good of a, a name to, to pass up on because of its uh, ties to like <laughs> evolutionary biology. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just like a raccoon, a generalist. <laughs> I like it. And what makes him a hero? Uh, well, I mean, he does he does use this to. Uh, I mean, if he knows that there's, is he you know, actively heroing or is he going about his day to day? And occasionally helping on the side. Oh, I actually hadn't thought of that. Um, I mean, the thing, the weird thing about him is, though, that he can't immediately respond to things, right? He needs to plan. He needs a couple hours of preparation before he can be very sure. good at what he, he wants to do. So I, I don't know if he's found a good way to uh, to incorporate these into the, the heroing yet. Okay. But, uh, yeah, Still yeah. figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's where I'll, I'll leave that. We'll, we'll talk about how he got these powers sometime, but... If uh, he reads one issue yeah. of Amazing Spider-Man, uh-huh. does he know everything about Spider-Man? No, no, of course not. That's just, don't be a fool. Does he, could he perfectly replicate drawing an issue of Amazing Spider-Man? No, that's a completely different skill set. You are being absurd. Could he <laughs> climb walls? Yes. Okay, got it. I think yeah. I get it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I uh, I specifically don't want to get into too many edge cases because I think there's a lot of weird stuff that can happen here that we can we can explore later. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I like it. The generalist. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, two right. new heroes yeah. in the My Marvelous Year shared universe. Welcome and thanks for your support, of course. And I guess we have two updates to existing characters to do. Is that right? Yep. Yep. So you want to go right. first with? Uh, so I am updating screenshot Keith Bartley. Today. Okay. And remind me again, Zach, remind the listeners uh, <laughs> yeah, what the is listeners. Screenshot's deal. <laughs> Wait, you... Okay. All right. You're the one who came <laughs> up with something, so I'm hoping you I know, know who I know what is. I'm going to yeah. say. This is for the listeners. It's been several episodes. This could okay. be their first time. Okay, yeah. So Screenshot, it, to sum it up really simply, is kind of Green Lantern with a drawing tablet, uh, where she draws something on the tablet, and then it extends into a physical being a physical force and uh and the the quality of the the item or animal or creature or whatever it is that she produces is tied to the quality of the drawing right so right. she can she can draw some real like cronenbergian monstrosities if she you know does a, a very rough sketch of something that's supposed to be an animal but 
uh, the perspectives off. Yeah, I think we've a... we've called screenshot a hero, yes. but I think from that description, you can tell there's a lot of potential for maybe some horror, maybe some mm, sort mm-hmm. of attempted, maybe some good intentions that go horribly awry, a la a tiger with an arm stuck out of its belly, a la a tiger with, you know, it's a little chubbier than maybe you would expect, and its tail's <laughs> longer than it needs to be, right? So <laughs> there's there's things that can happen that are a, a little tiger, strange here. and it's its coloring is just, it's just not right. You look at that tiger and you're like, too orange. Right, too yeah. bright of an orange, yeah. So speaking, there's a lot that can go wrong. <laughs> Good one. Um, so here's the secret origin of screenshot. Okay. And you're not going to believe this, Zach. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you later. Um, okay. Okay. So the secret origin of screenshot, uh, she was out walking after dark in a, in an open field as one does gathering her thoughts. She was reflecting upon her parentage and, and the fact that, you know, she was really pretty unsatisfied with where she was in life. She still lived at home longer than she had wanted. Her job was unsatisfying. Um, but, you know, she had, she was trying to do good things. She worked in social services. She was trying to help kids in her city turmoil. There was clearly a heroic bent to screenshot pre this event. Mm-hmm. While okay. she's out in this field with seemingly no one around, all of a sudden from the sky crashes this giant, completely rectangular thing. All right. It's a rectangle with two wheels on the top okay they appear to be wheels they're both white and they're on this giant red tablet as it comes crashing to the sky so it's a ship but i'm describing the shape of it okay um because it's a little atypical right it doesn't look like a rocket or anything it's like a a monolith kind of uh i mean 2001 (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking like 2001 space odyssey like a big or big no it's flat it's flatter it lays down flat I gotta say, I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be Let like... me back it up. I'm not sure what you're describing, but uh, but yeah, no, it's flat. Yeah. Okay. Oh no. Perfectly you know they clear. say in improv that if you just say a hard no and stare at someone, it keeps the conversation flowing. <laughs> really yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we've established you're from Chicago, land of improv, land of, and, land of uh, improv. Yeah. Clear clear skill set. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the ship crashes. She goes to investigate, thinking, "What is this?" And uh, from within, it's a single pilot. It's uh, it's an alien of sorts, right? Mm-hmm. It's this kind of greenish blue alien, rectangle. and he has a rectangle for a head as well, with two white dials on his chin, right? So the ship sort of reflects the pilot here. Oh and my god! I just got your stupid joke. <laughs> I what? Just, I, okay. I think you mean my cool design. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I just got it. Go on. So she she says, "Are you okay?" Oh the alien says. Something in complete gibberish, because of course he doesn't speak English. That would be absurd. Um, and she's like trying to help this person stuck. And in she's the ship. shaking him and shaking him. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. so she keeps shaking him. She's shaking him a ton. And the guy in his alien language is like, "I'm fine. I would be fine if you would just leave me alone." And she shakes the heck out of him. Okay, and it, so that's and, kind of upsetting. And does does his face just disappear? 
What's that? Does his face disappear as she keeps shaking him? Well, yeah, like he starts out with a lot of emotion on his face and it's a big smile, two dots and a smile. And as she's shaking him and shaking him, it just dissolves into a blank stare, right? And he's still saying like, listen, I would be fine if you would leave me alone. And she won't do it. So she pulls him from the ship despite his best wishes, but she can't understand. It's not Screenshot's fault. And uh, she says to him, I'm going to get you out of here. And he says, listen, whatever you do, just please tell me you don't have any diseases. And screenshot at this time, she had a common cold. And do you have cows outside your No, it's, it's somebody with an, like a RC car who just likes to <laughs> run it up and down the street. I literally, I, on one side of my house, I've got someone who's got a remote control car that they just buzz up and down the street. And on the other side of my house, I have a guy who just got a dirt bike. So, like, this okay. is a, a very fraught recording situation. Gotcha. I just heard a moo, and I was very confused. It's, uh, yeah, I'm um, sure it sounds like that. So, <clears throat> speaking of, so, she, you know, she's sick. She has a cold. Yeah. This yeah, disease, war, war, though, like war on world, this planet yeah. where the pilot is from is, like, an unsolvable killer. So, uh. he gets sick almost immediately. He's trying to express, like, there are, all of a sudden there are these, like, pill shapes taking form on his face. And, you know, he's kind of like he's got the design of like what appears to be, you know, a cross, like a red cross apparently is a universal symbol that they use on their planet as well. None of this is getting through to screenshot. She's just like, oh, you seem good. I'm going to I'm going to head out now <laughs> later. And uh, she starts to walk away and then she hears a loud gasp and a scream and the alien has dropped dead. And she looks around his ship and finds her screen that she uses as a screenshot. Oh, my God. I thought for sure you home. were going to say like. And then she just decides to wrench his head off and use that for the devil. Yeah. I was going to be very upset with you. But that is where she found the technology to begin her screenshot career. Oh, um, my God. Kind of. I, I don't know that you could call it murder. It's a, it's a little more like a manslaughter sort of thing. But even yeah. that sounds a little too harsh. No, I mean. An accidental. Yeah. I mean, unless she's like an anti-vaxxer or something. I think we're. It's probably. I don't know that if they had a vaccine for the cold, someone needs to tell me about that because I will take that tomorrow. (laughs) I I was really worried you were heading down the path of like turning her tablet, her her drawing tablet, into an etch a sketch. That that was going to be the end result, and I was going to have to be like, no, etch a sketch. Oh, have you haven't heard of that? Look, yeah, you should look it up. It's uh, nah, kids toy. Nah, it's nothing to do with anything. Maybe someone someone like that. I'll check it out. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Also, uh, this is the. Official first My Marvelous Year Universe retcon. Because I already said where she got her tablet from. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> I was going to ask you, but then I, I didn't bother. No, um, no, no, where did she get it in your story? Just a pawn shop. So your story's better. Your story's, your story's more interesting. Well, that's what she tells people because she doesn't want to admit she that's, buried an alien. That's true. That's a good point. This, this was all like a, a repressed memory that's coming back. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think it works. Okay. All right. All right, so I've got uh, I've got a story here. Oh, the about... thing I was going to tell you, oh, yeah, yeah, was yes. I I had no recollection of her being closely related to Green Lantern, but that's still the origin story I picked. Well, really, because that I thought you were, I mean, directly cribbing no. it. It was a total accident. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Okay, um, okay. So Dan Heath, aka the Terrible Toffiend. Oh, I like still, this one. Very good. Uh, I I think. I'd have to say my favorite of Christina's drawings. Um, so good. It's really cool. She does. The, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll get into it. But her drawing is specifically what like inspired the whole story that I'm doing here. So Okay, nice. So Dan Heath, before becoming the terrible Toffee. Wait, did you actually tell his origin story already? That's a good question. 
All right. Well, Great we're going to we're going to retcon it right now. I would answer that if we have more time. I really <laughs> you know, wish we could. You know what's really good about this is it's just the two of us overruling and wiping out the other person's story for our own our own means. I didn't even yeah. think of that. I couldn't remember if you was he like in a candy explosion and okay. No, wasn't that okay? Um. All right. So Dan Heath, the terrible. You are before. surrounded by cows. It's it's just some like he's literally. 20 feet out my window, just driving a remote control car back and forth. It's just like a 40-year-old man who stands in the street. And <laughs> <laughs> I really okay. I really need to get a new recording set up. Um, <laughs> hopefully it won't come through while I'm talking, which is what matters. Um, okay, so Dan Heath is a uh, is normal, normal young guy, but uh, he's always had something of an interest in the occult. And at, uh, at this tiny little local bookstore he finds this this interesting this tome this dusty old tome in the back and he buys it and he gets it home and uh it looks like it's you know all about th- this obscure branch of dark magic uh dark candy magic okay yeah uh, and uh <laughs> i can't even say it okay um the the title of this book is the neko namakon and it concerns yeah, it the 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 candy art of necromancy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and after after reading through the whole book and preparing, he decides he's going to cast a ritual or uh, go through with this ritual, cast this spell, and he wants to summon a cocoa demon. Ooh! So he gets everything ready. He gets gets uh, he goes into his basement and uh, with some with some granulated sugar. He he writes on the middle of his floor. He he uh, sketches out a what's the best way to say this? A penty pentagram. No no. Oh pentagram. No, I think it works better. A candy pentagram. Candy grams better. Yeah. No uh, yeah, a penta candy gram. That's that's what I wanted to say. But actually, yep. pentagram is very good too. I think pentagram is better. <laughs> and he get gathers the the three components necessary for any good candy summoning. Oh okay. These, these are all gonna these are each one dumber than the next. A. Uh, <laughs> A baffo mint, which my wife was like, I don't know what that is. Cause the same, same. Baffo mint. Yeah, it's some like medieval. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, he gathers the three components. A baffo mint, a piece of Biazzle bubble gum, and an everlasting goblin stopper. Oh, uh, nice. Gets them all together and begins casting the ritual. And uh, and dark, you know, dark, dark caramel waves start appearing. And, uh, and he sees the shadowy figure start to emerge. Mm-hmm. And just then, his cat walks across the candy. Oh, cats! The, the penty candy cats every time. Yeah, messes up the the lines of sugar on the floor, just strolling yep. across it. You know, it, it like I think the cat actually walks up and just flops down onto the sugar and just you know disrupts the lines. Probably and licks that, the goblin stopper. Yeah, that's the point that the the cocoa demon that he had began to summon and bind lashes out and transforms Dan Heath into a terrible toffiend. A wow. demonic figure of butter and sugar. What happened to the cat? He's fine. He's, oh, he's you know, fine. <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm not going to punch the cat. He isn't any better. Yeah, right. He's no, just he's trying to get really that wrong. tummy scratched. Okay, that was blame. great. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> All right. You. That is the hardest I've worked on anything in this club is coming up with five separate candy puns. <laughs> these, do, these do crack me up because you come in with just these like written scripts of of excellent puns and meanwhile i'm 
Oh, I'm not I, even aware that I'm riffing on Green Lantern. I feel like the opposite. Happening. So, like, I, I usually feel like I'm, uh, I, I made all that up except for I had the candy pun names ready. So, okay. I okay. Felt, okay. Yeah. That's better. No, it comes across very convincingly. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. I usually feel yeah. the opposite. So, I think we're, <laughs> we're, we're fine. I spent four hours on my tech. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, okay. So, all yeah, right. I think my that's... Marvelous Year shared you. If you want involvement on that or you, would like to make sure you don't accidentally get involved with that. <laughs> Those are available via the uh, My Marvelous Year Patreon at Wait, how uh, do some you... tier, some tier level. Yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> you can pay a certain amount to get your own hero or villain, and pay a slightly less amount to make sure that we don't give you your own. <laughs> it's a, that's it's right. A, it's both a threat and a promise. Well, I'm just saying, if you're like this is dumb and you don't accidentally want that, but you want to super support us, you know. You oh, might sure. fall, you might fall into that category. Gotcha. Oh, let, let's call out the um, the rest of our heroes and villains. We've got Stephen Taylor, the naysayer, Peter Parsons, the colossal chick man, Chris Cantabell, Lalo Lucrazzi, C.J. Petraeus, Petrus, goddamn, C.J. Petrus, the backup general later, Kurt's Matson, Kurt Matzenbacher, the reflector, Aaron Killingsworth, Overwhelm, Ben Grieving, the laughing knight, and that's it. Um, you uh, that's, you and- so we have seven right now. Well, know, the Silent Knight is the new one. Yeah, I think there's more than seven. One, two, I didn't three, hear a screenshot. four, five, six, seven, nine, ten, eleven. Well, you're calling out the rest. So 11. we have eleven. Yeah, eleven total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty yeah. good. That's oh, a pretty large it, universe. Oh, How many villains pretty... to heroes? I feel like we have a lot more heroes. We do have more heroes. We've got one, two, three, four, five. Oh no, we've got five. Actually, it's split right down the middle. We have five heroes, five villains, and one who has to be right in the middle. Oh, that right in the middle anti-hero classic. Okay, cool. So you've been listening to My Marvelous Year. If you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing on iTunes. Um, You can find the podcast really anywhere you find podcasts. You can find music that is for the show uh, by Disasterpiece. (laughs) Go to Disasterpiece's music and you... Okay, let me maybe say that differently. Um, Thank you, Disasterpiece. Thanks to Disasterpiece for the music for My Marvelous Year. You can find Disasterpiece's music on Spotify, Bandcamp, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, thank you for listening. You can find you can find all the lists for My Marvelous Year uh, either in the show notes, the weekly Patreon email, and the Patreon spreadsheet. Uh, you also can find the list at comicbookherald.com, though that might be slightly out of sync with the updated list. So the, the free way... To, uh, to get the most up-to-date list is just checking out the show notes or signing up for... You have a you send out a letter every week uh, that you can sign up for at Comic Book Herald. Yeah, the, you can sign up for My Marvelous Year page at Comic Book Herald. There's a lot of ways to get the list. If you have a trouble getting them, just write to us at MyMarvelousYearGmail.com. We'll point you in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we don't... We don't we, we, there are some convenient ways to get it. If you back us on Patreon, maybe just There's some it. extremely inconvenient ways to get it as well. For example... Yeah. You come to Zach's house. You say, hey, do you have the list? He says, no, find Dave. You walk from East Coast to Midwest Chicago, and then you just walk around the city. And you get a text from me where I say, oh, man, I actually did have it. I, I have a copy here for you. You have to come all the way back. Yeah. And then I gave it to the other guy who showed up. So yeah, you that's wait. one of the most inconvenient ways to get the list. Um, but, you know, dealer's choice. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we, we don't want to, like, put that behind a gate or anything. So there are a couple easy free no, ways. No, there to, will be gates on the inconvenient. No, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> God. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah, thank you all very much for listening. I love each and every one of you. Zach loves you, and we will see you next year. See you next year. <laughs>
And then in first place, big, big lead, 16 votes, Jim Starlin's Cosmic Comics. Adam Warlock, Gamora, Drax, Thanos. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> One sec, Zach. We have a visitor. Hi. Hey, mister. Yeah. I'm talking into this mic. Show me that baby. Oh, you want to say hi? Yeah. Oh, don't kiss that baby in front of me. Hi. Talking to that guy. He can't hear me. I'm talking to that guy. Yeah. You want to talk? Into the mic? Hi. 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 I didn't know you were a a speaking baby. Oh. All right, mister. Let me finish up what I'm doing. Go get your mama. Hey. Hey. Who's Dinger? Who's Dinger? All right. I gotta say, I didn't care for that baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six six uh, out of ten. That's your hottest take for sure. <laughs> I love telling people that their children are just like, eh, you didn't do anything for me. <laughs> Not my type. But yeah. I, I have a friend who's like so proud of their niece, and I just like she keeps trying to show me pictures, and every time I see, I'm just like, oh, gross. That's not a good baby. Like, I'm sorry. That's a weird looking baby. And the baby's objectively adorable. Yeah. I just kind of keep like, keep hammering that like, I'm sorry. Oh, gross. Why is it making that face? (laughs) It's hard when you have one not to just be like, no, but it's the cutest, right? Like you've never actually seen a cuter baby. Yeah, I mean, he he is very cute. Uh, I mean, there's something about like buying a house and having a baby that like breaks your brain and you forget what is interesting to people. Uh-huh. <laughs> you yeah. know, that kind of like, yeah. oh, man, I got a new washer this weekend. You want to hear about it? Like, <laughs> You're right, right. Kind of like, yeah, I'm really uh, I'm really working on the, uh, like, planting a new lawn. Let me talk to you about it for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Now. Oh, yeah. House projects. No, he, he's very cute. I'm going to include all this. N- none of this is getting edited out. Good, 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 good.